Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, Star War Edition. I'm Matthew. And I'm Judah. Hey man, this episode's gonna be so wizard. Never mind. It's ruined. <sighs> you shouldn't have said the wizard thing before we started recording. I really should not. Use. For one thing, it's it's just bad pod. That's right, we shouldn't ever talk before we record. Uh, yeah, hey guys, this is number four in our yeah. Star War project, which means, obviously... Episode one. That's. <laughs> I still think it's the right order, but yes, it does make a lot of what happens in this movie baffling. I, there's no way around that. It was always going to be baffling. Yeah, the problem is the things that happen in this movie and the next two make the other three movies very baffling. Yeah. So, it's, 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 uh, pick your poison. Oh, uh, Strict Nine, I think. Cool. That's a good one. I like. Um, I like food poisoning. Does that count? Oh, cool. Because then I get to eat something that tastes good going down. But is there something uh, wrong with it? This is because you've never gotten food poisoning from like a vending machine sandwich or a grocery store sushi. The worst the worst time I ever got food poisoning was from one of those nasty assembly line pizza places. Ah, And that did wait, not taste good going down. That's not the same place you got double pink eye, is it? No, <laughs> I got double pink eye at a bar. Oh, it's a bar. Okay, yeah. cool. A nasty old dark sticky bar. We may not have the best immune systems. It's possible. Um, hey, it's the Phantom Menace. Do you want to get at it? Let's do it. Uh, not now, honey. Please, I'm I'm right in the middle of a uh, giant space war. I. I enjoy talking to you. Uh, yes, you do. But like I said, this uh, space war, what can I do? Alien. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, yes, you do. The Crawl. The Republic is in some bad times because of the evil Emperor Taxation. <laughs> or maybe just regular Taxation. Somebody called the Trade Federation has decided to solve this uh, tax problem by blockading a small planet called Naboo. Not sure why that planet, but that's what they're doing. The yep. Supreme Chancellor um, has dispatched the Jedi, uh, two Jedi actually, to settle the conflict. Supreme Chancellor, late 80s Sting. He really... Was well, sort of the vibe I was getting from him. It's like if you mixed 80s Sting and fucking uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yes, Malcolm McDowell from Generations. Yeah, and then you get this guy, Chancellor Valorum. I don't think anyone <laughs> says it without saying a crazy <laughs> accent while they do it. Yeah. Uh, the Trade Federation uh, representative agrees to receive the Jedi who are led by a protocol droid into a conference room. Uh, so we meet these two Jedi. The young one is uh, referred to as Obi-Wan. We know him. 
We know that guy. We like him. Mm. He's a little bit of a liar. He's he's played by Ewan McDonald. That's right. Um. Anyway, he senses something dark and scary, but he can't put it into words. He's got Troy's powers at this point. It's not about the mission, so I don't know what it's about. That's basically what he says. Uh, meanwhile, the droid tells the Trade Federation doofuses that these Republic diplomats, they're probably Jedi Knights. Um, one of them, one of those doofuses mentions contacting Lord Sidious. Yep. So they call him on the hollow phone or whatever, and, uh, it's our boy, the Emperor. You remember him from episode three, six? It looks a lot like him, but we have the benefit of this not being the first time we've gone through this. I will say that when I watched this with Katie... Uh, when he popped up, they were. She was like, "Is that the emperor?" But then she heard him say, "Lord Sidious," and she said, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> so, so, if okay. you have yeah. like a passing familiarity with Star Wars and you're not deep into, because like nowhere in the movies do they say Emperor Palpatine. No, just Emperor, just the Emperor. So it it actually is maybe it was not possible for me, but it might have been possible for somebody not to realize that two characters were the same person in this movie. Yeah, probably not the people who were in line for 2 days before the movie came out or whatever, but maybe no. for the people who caught on the second weekend or something. And like 100% for people who watched them in episode order. Yes, and who have never seen them, right? Yes. So Anyway, he tells like them Like it it feels very silly that they try to do this work of Keeping it a little bit secret with just, like, a couple of camera moves at the end to kind of tie it together. Uh, yeah. But, whatever. And that Lord Sidious stuff, that's new. Yes. That's new stuff. Um. Anyway, he tells them to hurry their asses up and start the invasion of Naboo. So they're working for this guy. Uh, he also orders the Jedi uh, killed. Um, the ship they arrived on is blown up inside the docking bay, and the conference room is gassed. But the Jedi just, like... Held their, their breath. breath. They held their breath. <laughs> they take great big breaths, too. <laughs> yeah. So whatever dioxysis is, it is obviously not that poisonous because you can get quite a bit of it into your lungs. Uh, it did seem and, like it was clinging like close to the ground. super dense, and yes. if you can't see it, you're fine. Yeah, it seemed like it was clinging close to the ground when they took a breath. Anyway, they hold their breath really long, and when the droid commandos open the door, um, they just fucking come out lightsabers whirling. And um, the first of many dumb fight scenes in this trilogy occurs. The Jedi find the droid army ready to invade Naboo and stow away on transports. They they hitch a ride down to the planet to see what's up down there. Uh, The Naboo's leader, Queen Amidala, calls the Trade Federation and says, uh, it's negotiating time. We know some ambassadors have come to broker a peace, but again, these doofuses lie and say they don't, they don't know what she means. They, they don't know of any ambassadors. Um, Naboo communications get cut off, which this guy wearing a Spaniard's facial hair says means they will (laughs) definitely be invaded. (laughs) You mean an Age of Exploration Spaniard? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a modern Spaniard. And you are referring to C.O. Bibble, one of many characters in popular culture that looks a little bit like a more with it version of our dad. (laughs) I hope our dad would have more nuance than this dude. It could only mean invasion. Uh, I mean, you've heard him call one of us in sick from school. Do you think... (laughs) Do you think nuance is his game? No, maybe not. I just no one in this room looks around when the guy says it means invasion and goes, I mean, I don't know. We got Comcast. 
So <laughs> yeah. it might just it be out. Just, it might be windy. Yeah. Is it windy? Um, uh, they claim they can't win a battle with the Trade Federation, so they they could be right fucked here. Um, on the planet, the older Jedi. I don't know if he's his name has been said yet. Um, uh, his name's Qui Gon Jinn, but I don't remember. He's Qui Gon Jinn, it. but you're right. I also don't know at what point his name is said. He runs Liam in, Neeson's. Yeah, Liam Neeson's everyone's favorite. He he runs into a CGI monster named Jar Jar Binks. Uh, now, would you describe him as sneaky tall? Because he is a lot taller than uh, Obi Wan here. I didn't know what they were. If I, <laughs> he must be tall. I didn't know if they were trying to be like Obi Wan's not fully grown yet. That's how short he looked. I think Obi-Wan's supposed to be in his 20s here. Like they went, nah, he's only 14. You, you, forget who's playing uh, him. Nah, he's 14. He's, stri- he's straight up 6 foot 4. So. Okay, yeah, so he's just tall. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's just tall. Uh, he, uh, I guess he stops Jar Jar from getting run over by a tank or something. Yeah, in one of many wild cuts, we just see these things landing. And then qui-gon jinn is about to get run over by a fucking tank mm-hmm. and he is running full speed in front of this tank yeah the, again they um they don't care so much about storytelling they just want to do he cgi got off one of these ships right yep and just immediately ran right into the path of a bunch just of got right in the path anyway yeah he's running from a tank and he tackles jar jar banks uh anyway since he saved him from getting run over jar jar says uh, he owes him his life and he's gonna be his personal servant he says he's from the hidden city G- gunga city uh, yep. He says they don't like outsiders there, but agrees to take them to the city. It's hidden in the mysterious glowing lake, where when the water's still enough, you can see the whole city. Damn. It doesn't seem like it's that deep, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, and it's very brightly lit. They need to swim way under the sea to get there, but it's cool. These Jedi have the bat utility belt from Batman 1966. <laughs> get out of my fucking notes! So they have whatever they need at all times, including whatever this breathing device is. And uh, they swim down, and they enter the city. Uh, they are captured by men who are um, beholden to Brian Blessed in some way. That's correct. He doesn't want to help them, uh, Brian Blessed, because he hates the Naboo. Uh, but the older Jedi, again, has he been named yet? Hey, do you think that the mount that Captain Tarples is riding around inside that underwater city is just, like, perpetually freaked out about being underwater? <laughs> Because it has no biological it, preparedness sure it seemed for this. like a And also, how did they get it down there? Did they put one of those things in its mouth? <laughs> I guess so. Hey, maybe uh, maybe Jar Jar had those breathing devices and handed them over earlier. Uh, yeah, it did seem like they just took them out of pouches on their belts, huh? Yeah. Uh, Qui-Gon, uh, he mind tricks this dude into uh, giving up a transport so that they can go, go through the planet's core to get to the Naboo most efficiently. Yeah, we um, maybe we'll talk about it later, but at the end, Boss Nass is real impressed that Natalie Portman humbles herself to him. Mm. And it's like, oh, you don't think you're better than us. But like everything we've seen in this movie suggests that uh, they probably are better than these. <laughs> like this guy gets this guy gets mind tricked in front of everybody and nobody even thinks about it. Yeah, no one like- just oh, and just over and over again. No one takes a sword to uh, Liam Neeson's yeah. or anything. They all just look at each other like, what's going on here? Huh. Man, Boss Nass usually isn't like this. Changed his mind real quick, huh? Also, the guy keeps uh, swiping right like he's doing a Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess they're going to take Jar Jar with them. 
Um, so they all are on this ship, headed through the planet's core, question marks. <laughs> on the way, they're attacked by a giant underwater monster, but that's nothing. Jedi don't care about that. Then they get attacked by another monster, but that doesn't matter either. By the time they get to the surface, the Trade Federation have captured the Queen and the city of Naboo. It's just a city, right? They treat us to two sequences of a huge fish getting eaten by an even huger fish. <laughs> yep. uh, one of which is like a big, muscly, walking Godzilla fish uh-huh. uh, to get this thing out of danger. And they only say, only one time does Qui-Gon say, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> And But when he did say it, I just fucking typed it in the premise section. I'm like, let's just see if this is going <laughs> to yeah. be the premise of the movie. Because it is stated so clearly. Let's see if it holds up. Let's just see if this is what it's about, maybe. Maybe it's there's always a bigger fish. I'm glad you were thinking about it. Sometimes I don't remember to start thinking about the premise until halfway through, and then I don't have anything. <laughs> uh, is Naboo a city? Is, Gun- is the entire Gungan kingdom a city? Is it a planet with two cities? The capital city of Naboo is called Theed. Is that set on screen? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, so the Trade Federation, they've, they've captured the whole place. They claim they're going to force the Naboo to sign a treaty legalizing the occupation of their planet, maybe? Yeah. And the Jedi destroy uh, the cohort that's guarding the Queen and her council um, real easy. And then the Jedi convinced the Queen to come with them on a royal transport and go to the capital world of Coruscant to speak with the Galactic Senate. There's a lot of stuff happening. Another dumb fight scene in the hangar, and they're on their way. Uh, they have to break the blockade, and they take some hits. Various droids heads, various droids head out to repair damage, and eventually only one is left. It's a familiar trash can face. It's R2-D2. Has a very well constructed droid or something. Mm-hmm. We know this because they take him to meet the queen. The weird thing is Obi Wan didn't remember owning any droids, so yeah, I don't seem to remember ever owning a droid. It's confusing. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they do escape, but they need to make repairs, so they head to another old haunt, Tatooine, to get some parts. Uh, Darth Sidious tells the Trade Federation that. Uh, they got to go find that missing queen, and um, they're going to get some help because he introduces them to Darth Maul, his apprentice, who's going to be tracking her, I guess. Um, Whose voice is much less menacing than his appearance. Does he talk in this you don't film? Get, you don't get to hear him talk until a little bit later, but he does eventually say, finally we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi, finally we'll get our revenge, and you're <laughs> like, all right, so just an English guy? Because Marjan and I watched, all that. watched Solo... Well, like a week ago or something. And I had already seen it, but I forgot when he shows up in the end, spoiler alert, and he, um, and he starts to talk. It is very clear that this guy got this role because of how cool he looked in that makeup. Yeah. And, and not he could because do some of, backflips and stuff. Yeah, not because of his menacing voice at all. Uh, on Tatooine, they head into town to find parts, and they go into a small-time dealer's shop uh, named Watto. Remember Remember all my impressions of Watto? That's this guy. Um, they bring one of the Queen's handmaidens along, um, and she meets a little boy. Like eight years old or something. Yeah. He tells her he's a slave who was sold to the huts. And uh, sold by the huts? He is a, he is a slave. 
and he he was sold to Gardula the Hutt, and she did lose him gambling on the pod races. However, he does make it very clear that he's a person and his name is Anakin. Yes, he is. I, well, that was my next sentence. He's a person and his name is Anakin. Uh, he's been a pilot all his life. Again, he's like eight, uh, but he works for Watto. Watto is a flying Toydarian. Toydarian? Did I mind reading the work on me? I'm a Toydarian. Toydarian. I think it's Toydarian. That I had was, to say it, though. That was half Londo. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Oh, why couldn't they have gotten Peter Jurassic to do it? That would have been pretty good. He should have been somebody. Why is he not in this? He should be in that and all the other ones. Why can't Londo be in it? Uh, Just in the Senate. Just in one of those pods. Yeah, with hair, hair and jacket and everything. Just the Londo. I love that purple jacket. Put him in the Senate. That'd be pretty good. Well, why not? The Senate's just full of um, bad CGI rendered things that repeat every, like, five seats. Nah, it's definitely not uh, Ken Griffith Jr. presents Major League Baseball stands. <laughs> anyway, this Toydarian is a stereotype who loves money. Um, <laughs> he has the parts the Jedi need, but he won't accept their Republic credits. Uh, Jar Jar pisses off some other monster named Sebulba. But the little boy, who I guess is rivals with this adult monster? That is correct. This four-armed teeth monster. He, he comes out, the little boy, he comes out and saves Jar Jar from him. Um, then he takes them and gives them shelter. Also, it, he speaks Huddies like the Texas Tornado speaks Spanish, in <laughs> yes. case you were wondering. Is that what they're speaking in the shop, too? He, he and Wada? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's not good at it. You can tell without knowing. I mean, knowing you can any. call someone a slimo. <laughs> without knowing any of the words, you can tell he's bad at them. Yeah. Uh, and then he gives him shelter uh, from the coming sandstorm at his house. Again, he is a slave, but these people are really imposing on him. Because he's got a balcony and all that. Yeah. His mom's got extra food to feed these idiots, a bowl of fruit. Yeah, they meet his mom, who is also a slave, and uh, Anakin shows that handmaiden, Padme, Padma, Padme, Padma's Padma Lakshmi, Padme, 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 (laughs) sometimes Padme, sorry, these names are not the best, Uh, anyway, he shows her this droid he's building, and that droid is C-3PO, we're meeting all the old gang, yeah, um, it's weird, though, because Obi-Wan doesn't remember owning any droids. I know he's not technically in this scene. I don't seem to recall owning any droids. No. Well, he never meets C-3PO in this one. Yeah, but it is still C- weird. C-3PO doesn't get to come to the ship, so... That was good. We don't need the whole gang to be there. I thought don't they were going to run into Chewie at some point. There is a scene where he introduces himself to R2-D2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, because... And R2-D2 is like, bro, you're naked. <laughs> they're nature's best friends. Uh, anyway... Uh, this kid also says he's building a pod. He's racer. identical to the protocol droid that greeted the Jedi on the Trade Federation battleship. He's from. He's being built from a he, kit, right? By what? By what measure is Anakin building him? Yeah, he's assembling him. He's assembling him from a kit that he bought. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the kid's also building a pod racer for the great, cool pod races on this planet. Anyway, at what point do you think he gets a job programming binary load lifter? He's not in this movie very much, so I just want to get this out of the way. (laughs) Okay. Was that before this or after this? Did he make him out of junk in Watto's shop? Or 
Or does he have money? Does Anakin have money? I Maybe he has money from pod racing. I don't know. He's never completed a race. Oh, he has right. a huge string of DNFs. Uh, I don't know. Back on the transport, they receive a message from Naboo saying uh, it's all turned very violent and there's just so many casualties uh, and you have to come home. Yeah, Sarah Bibble's all riled up. We need our queen. Obi-Wan thinks it's a trick to lure them back home. It's a it's a trick. <laughs> um, at dinner with Anakin and his mom, the idea comes up that they can gamble their way to those parts they need. Anakin can raise his pod the next day and use the prize money to to get those parts. They convince Watto to front the entrance fee. Um, if they win, I guess the deal is he keeps the winnings minus the parts that the Jedi need. And if they lose, Watto gets their busted up ship. Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan that there is something about the boy that intrigues him. He talks to the mom. And they talk about this kid's magic powers. Uh, he's got the force big time. And then the mom says that it was a virgin birth. Well, for real. He says, who was the father? Which is an interesting question in and of itself. Because no, but it does he say that or does he say, who's the, the father? Well, he doesn't say, I don't want to be indelicate before he says it. <laughs> um, and then she just says, there was no father. There was no father. I yeah. carried him. Gave birth to him. Oh, I did fuck a bunch of guys. <laughs> but no father. No father. No, it's specifically a father. Uh, she asks Qui-Gon to help her son. Um, in whatever way he can. But he says, hey, I'm not here to rescue slaves. I got like this uh, super important diplomatic <laughs> mission. He barely cares about slavery at all. No, he doesn't care even a little bit. He's got a fucking trade dispute to settle. Only when he notices this kid's magic powers does he care at all about him. It is He yeah. does not want to do the right thing. No. Damn it. <laughs> is that, did I ruin something for you? That's just my whole premise. Okay. Anyway, the kid gets his pod racer fired up, and later that night, Qui-Gon takes a blood sample from Anakin, the little boy, and, and he finds out this kid has more midichlorians than fucking Master Yoda, bro. Yeah. That's a lot of midichlorians, yeah. I assume. I mean, Yoda's pretty tiny, but I guess we're supposed to assume it was the same size blood sample. I don't know. <laughs> Darth Maul arrives on Tatooine and sends out some sensor droids to find our cool gang of super friends. Um, Qui-Gon, now trying to save the boy because he's magic, makes a bet with Watto about the the winner of the race. Watto thinks it's going to be Sebulba, who always wins. He's that monster who was who's our rivals with the little boy. Yeah, he says he's betting heavily on Sebulba, and I guess that must be because he's the favorite. Yes. Like, you gotta bet a lot to make any money if you're gonna bet on the favorite, right? right. There's no point otherwise. You're not gonna make anything. Um, Qui-Gon bets Anakin will win. I guess there aren't any other options here, and everyone knows it. Anyway. Oh, no, there's... Um, Clegg, Holdfast. Uh, yeah, okay, now that sounds like Skyrim. Uh, Mawanic, I think, is one of them. Rorik the Red. No. Mother once was a hero named Ragnar the Red. Ragnar the Red, sure. uh, Something something to old Rorik's dead, though, so you were on the right track there. 
Yeah, there's a bunch of them because we have to listen to Greg Proops introduce them all. And yes. in several cases, give the names of their spaceships. Yeah. And in one case, talk about his great pit droid team. Yeah. Yeah, that all happens. Anyway, if Anakin wins, Qui-Gon will, uh, he's going to win the boy, too. There's a little thing where they roll a die to see if he's going to get the boy or the mom. Because he's no not going to get both. is worth two slaves. Yeah. N- not by a long shot. That's right. But one. I mean, definitely one. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, then we get a, a long build-up to the pod race and a long-as-hell pod race. Sabalba cheats a it, bunch. I didn't look, but it felt like half an hour. It was very long. Sabalba <laughs> cheats a whole bunch, and I, uh, apparently lots of people die. There's so many explosions during that thing. But in the end, uh, Anakin wins. Uh, Qui-Gon gets the parts and the boy, and um, after a, a tearful goodbye with Anakin's mom... Uh, we are off on the rest of this adventure with a repaired ship. Maybe. But then we see Darth Maul get on his cool-ass fucking motorcycle that he fucking yeah. brought with him. Yeah. And that can't be good and, news for the gang. Uh, and he rides it fucking down into a canyon. And then pan to Qui-Gon Jinn fucking running for his life 25 feet from the cruiser. <laughs> the little kid can't keep up with him. Mm-hmm. He's shouting... Mr. Qui-Gon, wait for me. Uh, Darth Maul found him. He did find him real good. I mean, it was like at the last possible minute, but he did find him. And he jumps off of his motorcycle and starts hacking and slashing. Uh, Anakin climbs the ramp, tells Obi-Wan Qui-Gon's in trouble. Obi-Wan has him fly the ship low, so Qui-Gon and only Qui-Gon can jump up into it. Mm -hmm. Uh... Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan look at each other and ask what the fuck that was all about. Because yeah. they ain't seen one of these guys before. And the ship leaves uh, Tatooine. I thought they could have been more curious about what it was. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of look well, at each other like, huh? oh well. <laughs> Qui-Gon is fucking beat. I don't know how long he was running from that motorcycle because <laughs> I guess we've burned the uh, car chase budget on the pod race sequence already. But uh, he's just fucking like huffing and puffing down in the cargo bay. Yeah. And they're just like, what the hell? Anyway. Everyone told him it uh, was a dry heat, but I guess that, that didn't matter. Yeah, it turned out not to be uh, a big deal. Yeah. Uh, one of these battle droids, it turns out, is from New Jersey. And he <laughs> tells Newt Gunray that they're going to start searching the swamps for the Gungan City. So I guess they've heard about him by now. Yeah. Um. The handmaiden, uh, Padme, meanwhile, checks up on that faked broadcast from C.O. Bibble, and then she wraps up little Anakin, who they just stuck in a corner somewhere, freezing. <laughs> he really pitifully says, it's so cold. Yeah, she wraps him all up in a shawl, and she tells him about how worried she is for her people. Meanwhile, apparently he's been doing some crafting, because he gives her a little necklace he made out of driftwood, and he mm. tells her he... he he tells her he likes her too, but he really misses his mom. And it's like, was this from a draft where they were both supposed to be older? <laughs> yeah, right. Because she talks about how lots of things will change when they get to the capital, but one thing that will never change, yeah, is how much she cares about him or whatever. And he, and- despite being nine years <laughs> old, is like, okay, this is going a little fast. Yeah, um, I get it. I but do like, like you. I'm going through some like, stuff. 
I just left my mom behind in slavery. Yeah. Also, Watto's going to be mad. This just occurred to me. He's going to whip her or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's clear that she is not the useful of the two slaves to Watto. The little boy anyway, can build stuff. Yeah, he can. He runs the shop. Who knows? Who knows what she does for him? Yep. Like, I guess she just cleans Anakin's bedroom, maybe? <laughs> seems to be we her role. We never see her outside <laughs> the house. So. Her role seems to be to, to take, take care of Anakin when he leaves the store. Yeah. Um. They reach the city planet of Coruscant. Hmm. Uh, and they land on a big floating platform that is not anchored to anything, but it does seem very sturdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senator Palpatine, the senator for Naboo, is mm-hmm. there to greet them. And Chancellor Valorum. Chancellor Valorum. Guys, yeah, and these guys take Queen Amidala and Padme the Handmaiden and little Anakin, who tags along. Yeah, they just didn't. invite him to come along with them. Didn't understand that at all. To Palpatine's office, where he tells her how shitty the Senate has become, and how little hope he has for a peaceful resolution to this whole thing, and how Valorum's a puppet, and he's mired in baseless accusations of corruption, and, you know, maybe she should call for a vote of no confidence so they can get a strong leader in there who can confront the bureaucrats. He wants to drain the swamp, is his pitch? That's essentially correct. Uh... In the meantime, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan go talk to the Jedi Council. You got your Yoda. You got your Mace Windu. Mm. You got a pink, chewed-up Yoda. Yep. There's uh, like the guy with the, some facial hair and a big head. Yeah. I don't know his uh, name. Kiati Mundi's there. Yeah. Um, they, they are pretty sure. They've worked out or agreed amongst themselves that Maul was a Sith. Yep. And everyone's like, there hasn't been a Sith in a thousand years. The Sith couldn't have returned without us noticing. And then Yoda goes, no, no, they could have. <laughs> yeah. uh, the dark side's, well, it's dark. Yeah. Uh, Yoda has Qui-Gon... to start building up the dark side and he has to start doing it right away. Because it becomes yes. clear pretty quick that he is presiding over the end of everything, and he's doing That's right. just the worst job imaginable. He's not doing a good. He's already not off to a good start. Yeah, and uh, and then I guess they expect uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan to leave, but they just keep standing there. So Qui Gon pipes up again and tells them, "Hey, I found a virgin in the Force." Uh, yeah, and by that I mean a virgin. Uh, it was a virgin birth in the yeah. a virgin in the Force. Anyway, it surrounds little Anakin. Pretty sure he's the subject of that prophecy about bringing an end to the Sith. Mm. And um, I guess everyone's pretty sick of his shit because Mace Windu rolls his eyes and he says, Okay, I guess. Bring us the kid. <laughs> people well, here, He's not excited. People in this room all. care even less than they did on the ship after they got back from that fight with Maul. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> were going to just stick him in another cold room. Yep. Um... Palpatine and Queen Amidala address the Senate, but they immediately get cut off by the Trade Federation, a bunch of others. Mm. The bureaucrats start whispering in Valorum's ear, so Amidala does just what uh, Palpatine wanted and calls for a vote of no confidence. Which, Valorum must be pretty sure he's already lost, because he sits down Mm. like it's the end. Yes, he is extremely defeated when he sits down. Yeah. (sighs) 
in the meantime, I guess Anakin has been taking a little, an ESP test with the Jedi Council, and somehow he fails it. <laughs> he Yoda he seems to be real good at telling when it's a ship or a speeder or whatever on the back of uh, Mace Windu's mirror, mm-hmm. but like. Yoda says, oh, you're afraid. And then he says, well, I mean, I'm really just cold. And they're like, no, you're afraid and you're thinking about your mom <laughs> and you're too old. That's right. Too old to begin the training. <laughs> I don't know what they're going for. I honestly, that's my main problem with all the these episodes one through three is that I never really have any idea what the point of any of the scenes are. So I don't yeah. know what they're doing in that scene, but it does seem like they have set their mind on not training this kid and they will say anything to get out of it. Yeah. Too old and it's humid in here. And this idiot, I've had a sore throat kid. for two weeks. Is fucking caught up in an argument between Mace Windu and Qui-Gon Jinn. And he doesn't know that it's all politics and it's all bullshit. Yeah. Um, Jar Jar is casually chatting with Queen Amidala, and he lets slip that the Gungans have a great big army. Yeah. And Palpatine busts in with the news that he's been nominated for Chancellor, along with our our old friend Bail Organa and some others. Yep. And uh, even though that all seems like it's happening pretty quick, uh, Queen Amidala is fed up and she uh, someone said some magic words so she's got an idea so she tells him she's going back to, to Naboo she can't just sit here while her people are suffering and she fucking storms out mm-hmm. the uh, the council tells Qui-Gon that Anakin will not be trained uh, Mace Windu really smirks about it Yep. Uh, and then uh, Qui-Gon says, well, eat shit, I'll train him myself, I'm gonna take him as my Padawan, and they say, you've already got a damn Padawan, and then he says, Obi-Wan's ready to take the trials, and Obi-Wan goes, yeah, yeah, I, that. I, I am yeah, ready, I'm, I am ready, I'm pretty good, uh, and then they just give him a mission, and he puts it all on fucking hold, and he says, listen, I think Yoda says, we'll deal with this later, I think he literally says, we'll deal with this all later, <laughs> you two idiots, you got to take Queen Amidala back to back to Naboo, yeah. and you got to draw out that Sith that attacked you. Yeah, because we think it's going after her. We don't know that, but that was our that's our theory on the idea. And even though he was on Tatooine, go to Naboo. That's right. Yeah, don't start uh, back on Tatooine where you saw him last. Yeah, don't. Yeah, let's just figure that he's probably gonna go to he's probably gonna go to Naboo next. Yeah. Uh, Anakin meanwhile tells Qui Gon, "Listen." I don't want to be a burden, mister. Uh, it seems like it seems like you're fighting about me, and I hate it. Yeah. And he says, listen, watch everything. Pay attention. I Maybe I'm not allowed to train you. I know I did say I was gonna. But we'll see. Yeah. Come with uh, me, though. Also, Definitely come on this dangerous journey, and then um, we're not gonna put you in a room somewhere where you'll be safe. So... Yeah. Also, midichlorians are responsible for all life, and they mediate uh our interaction with the force so you know think about that for a minute do you know what cells are <laughs> anyway midichlorians are in there did you come up with a list of questions based on what i just told you hey wait a minute can we'll you read it later <laughs> anyway midichlorians um and they all leave for naboo and they don't go right to the city they land in a forest there's only one ship in orbit the blockade is fucking broken up yeah. At this point, I don't know where the other guys went, but now there's just one droid control ship up there. 
Uh, I guess because they figured there was they someone put up a mission accomplished banner. That's right. And they just Everyone left. Got to go home. Yeah. Um. So Jar Jar goes down to the Gungan city, and but it's deserted. And he figures that everybody went to uh, the Gungan sacred place, which is just somewhere else in the forest. Yeah. Um, but he takes them there, and sure enough, it's the it's the big army. And now at this point, Queen Amidala starts negotiating with Boss Nass. But I don't know. Padme saw something she didn't like because she steps forward and she says, nah, I'm really Queen Amidala. This is my decoy. She actually literally waits just long enough for everyone to be very confused by what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to take a knee here and tell you guys that we need your help and we want to work together. And uh, it turns out that all Boss Nass ever wanted to hear was that the Gungans are pretty neat because yeah. he's on board. They gather up their army. Uh, Boss Nass makes Jar Jar Binks a Bomba General, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, but definitely unearned. Well, you know, he um, he's so clumsy that yeah. he was banished from the entire city for it. Well, he smashed up the boss's hay blibber, for sure. And uh, um, it will serve him well in the coming battle. That is correct. Uh, so, Amidala's big plan is... Get the Gungan army fucking wiped out in diversionary attack so that they can capture the Viceroy. <laughs> yep. And luckily, Boss Nass is totally on board. Yeah, like you said, he just wanted to hear the magic words. Yeah. Um, when Sidious hears that the Gungan army is massing, he orders them wiped out. Newt Gunray commits his whole force uh, to deal with them. So, you know, they're going to be able to get into the palace like they want. The Gungans come on out of the forest. They got a weird army of like animal mounted artillery and an elephant shield network. It's a very strange army to have for an underwater people. It does not seem underwatery at all, but I guess these dudes are real good with shields and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the battle droids roll on over the hill. Uh, Padme and the Jedi begin assaulting the palace. They free some fighter pilots who take off so they can start attacking the droid control ship. Through various hijinks, both R2 and Anakin end up in the cockpit of an unused fighter. By the way, it would be just as valid if we don't see any of that and suddenly he's just in orbit and someone asks how he got there and he just says various hijinks. Yeah. (laughs) Be totally fine. Well, there's going to be more. Um... Back in the battle, the droids just walk through the Gungan shields and start firing, but then it turns out that the Gungans have personal shields too, so these big ones are just so they can't get hit by artillery or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's a battle. It's a long battle Um, scene. Yeah. Uh, Qui-Gon tells Anakin to stay in that cockpit where he'll be safe in there (laughs) in a fighting machine. He tells the little kid pilot to stay in a space fighter. Uh-huh. where he'll be safe. Yep. Uh, he doesn't have time to rethink that because the hangar doors slide <laughs> open and there's fucking Darth Maul. Yeah. He it turns uh, out he was he was on Naboo after all. He, yeah, he did get at some point he did get to Naboo. The queen splits off uh, with her raiders, Captain Panaka and whoever. Big Hat, Captain uh, Big Hat. Yeah. But they get cornered right away by a bunch of droidicas, a.k.a. destroyers. 
Yes. And uh, Anakin tries to figure out how to shoot these guys, but he's never played a flight sim, I guess, because he just flips every switch and toggle and doesn't touch the joystick at all. Yeah. So he activates the launch sequence for the fighter, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he eventually does blast them. The fighter starts heading into space on autopilot. The battle's raging up there. The two Jedi drive Darth Maul into a big laser room of some kind. <laughs> yep, it's unclear. It's right next to the hangar. It's the big laser room. And they do a bunch more fighting. Uh, Jar Jar, as you said, just keeps failing upward on the battlefield. He like... It's like some wires from a battle droid get caught in his toes, and as he slams this thing around, it shoots 15 more battle droids all around him. Yes, it's a kid's movie, so, uh, so his... His ridiculous hijinks save the day down there. Yeah, it's, a, it's very slapsticky and dumb. Uh, also, none of it existed in any form in real life. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, <laughs> the Naboo fighters are having a hard time getting through the shields. Anakin's learning how to fly the plane up there. Padme and her crew use grappling hooks to uh, reach the next level of the palace. Uh, Obi-Wan gets separated from Qui-Gon, and then they all run down this hall with um, laser shutters at the end, <laughs> rotating laser shutters that open and close. Yeah, it's like a Bowser's occasionally. Castle. Bowser's Castle yeah. type uh, environment. Yeah, it's like the fire chains in <laughs> uh, in a Bowser's Castle for sure. Uh, they're all, they all get separated. Um, Obi-Wan has forgotten that he used super speed earlier in this movie, I guess. Because <laughs> they really he, did. He does not. He's several shutters away. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in so, the opening battle in the first one where they're on the Trade Federation ship, they do like a weird warp speed. Yeah. Qui-Gon says, cheese it, the feds, and the two of them go to fucking warp speed and their feet make the vibraphone <laughs> slapping sounds as they run away. It's the wildest thing. I did not remember that at all until this watch. I went, yeah. Oh, I think they just did warp. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, don't, this time he's going to have to just run. Yeah. Uh, Maul, Darth Maul paces around while Qui-Gon sits down and meditates while they wait for these things to open. Jar Jar accidentally wipes out a whole droid tank battalion, but they're still losing the battle, and he ends up getting taken prisoner, just as Padme and crew also get taken prisoner oh, by no. droidicas. Boy, it's all <clears throat> looking so dark. At this point, Anakin accidentally flies and crashes his ship in the main hangar of the droid control ship. And his fighter's overheating, and droids are closing in, and he's flipping a bunch of switches. He doesn't know what they do. The shutter's open in the laser room, and the fight's back on. But again, since he forgot he had super speed, <laughs> Obi-Wan can't reach the central control room, and he just has to watch while Qui-Gon takes one in the gut. Yeah. Gets run through. Yep. Uh, Padme's marched into the throne room, but at this point, one of her decoys shows up and attacks... And Newt Gunray, he's not cautious about it. He sends the troops after the wrong queen. Yep. He doesn't like, he doesn't think for a minute, well, wait a minute. If she's got decoys, <laughs> how do I know? Uh, I, maybe I should keep the one here and not the one that's dressed yeah. like the queen because she's been using that decoy so much. Yeah, well, he didn't see that part, I guess. Mm. And uh, wouldn't you know what? The throne has secret guns in it and Padme captures Newt Gunray. <laughs> Uh-huh, just in the armrest. 
uh, Obi-Wan is mad or something. He rushes into the central <laughs> uh, room and he cuts Darth Maul's fancy light pike in half. But then he gets force pushed into this big hole. Oh, yeah. Uh, he catches a little protrusion and watches his lightsaber get kicked down the hole. Anakin's fighter finally cools down. He accidentally fires a torpedo that blows up the main reactor of the ship. He tears ass out of the hangar bay as the whole battleship explodes. All of the battle droids stop functioning immediately. The Gungans start celebrating. <coughs> uh, Obi-Wan gives a lot of very determined looks in the direction of Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber. Yeah. And uh, Darth Maul gets a real puzzled look on his face, and then Obi-Wan vaults out of that hole, summons the lightsaber to him, and cuts Darth Maul in half. Yeah, Darth Maul showed some great reactions earlier in that battle, but in this one, he just kind of stands there and takes it. He did just stood there and took it, huh? Uh, His body separates in two as he falls down the shaft, so we'll definitely never see him again. (laughs) Love Star Wars. I love it so much. (laughs) The dying Qui-Gon, who has been dying for 15 or 20 minutes now, (laughs) makes Obi-Wan promise to train Anakin. He tells him Anakin is the chosen one. Next scene, the newly elected Chancellor Palpatine arrives to congratulate Obi-Wan and Queen Amidala. Hmm. Yoda makes Obi-Wan a knight. Even though he has a bunch of misgivings, he allows him to train Anakin. I guess now that Qui-Gon's dead, they're like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. Maybe we should. Well, we're down one, so. Yeah. Everyone attends Qui-Gon's cremation in a little hut, while Yoda and Mace Windu wonder aloud whether Maul was the Sith Master or the Apprentice, and the camera pans to Palpatine for the slow thinkers in the audience. <laughs> yep. Anakin gets a haircut and attends a big celebration parade where Amidala gives Boss Nass a plasma globe. Hmm. He holds it up in the air and shouts, peace, and we iris out to the credits. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Matthew, what's this movie about? All right, stay with me. I'm going on a little bit of a journey here. Um, First, I had something about the nature of fear. Scared people are easy to manipulate. The politicians will always use fear to their own advantage. Something like that, right? But that only makes sense if Palpy's revealed in this film. And he's kind of not. He's It's insinuated, like you said, with that shot. Yes. But he is not technically revealed. So I ended up going with um, Resolve. It's the most effective weapon in the face of superior force. It's like the most basic action movie cliche, that if you just fucking, fucking hulk up, you can yeah, win. Yeah, you just want it more. Yeah, you can win no matter what. But that's what happens, basically. We're told our heroes have no chance because of the size and strength of the enemy army and because of the corruption of the Republic Senate and because of the bad relations between the Gungans and the Naboo. But they all just kind of hulk up and (laughs) use some cool force powers, too, and they win the day. And that's worth very little. (laughs) It's only a three for me. Uh, If there had been more... If the stuff that happens in the next movie or two had happened in this one, if you had that over overarching arc about all the shit Palpy's up to, you could do a good, you could do a better take. Yeah. What about you? What did you think this one was about? It was a three for me. Sorry, it's three. You must always do what is right rather than what is politically expedient. Mm-mm. 
Oh, I see what I did. Sorry. <laughs> is a rebel who follows the living force and doesn't care about what the council wants. The Senate is hidebound and can't act. Queen Amidala has to return to fight for her people, etc. Right. Uh, you always say, Mom, that the worst thing in the universe is how nobody helps each other. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I have to let my kid race in the fucking pod races, because how else are you going to get that part for your ship? I'm a really good mom. Don't take this night as an example of what kind of mother I am. I'm normally a very good mom. Uh, as you pointed out, Qui-Gon doesn't actually give a shit about slavery. He is His focus is way too narrow. Um, but I think that's the take, okay. and... Since we live in a time of political expediency, okay, I give it a seven. All right, all right. Well, that's fine. Um, that take has value, even if it's also kind of a basic movie. It is a basic movie thing. Yeah, do what's right in the face of, you know, all the shittiness. Um, what about execution? Uh, well, the first thing I wanted to say is that the version on Disney Plus has fucked sound. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, it's like... It's like it's permanently set in surround sound, but I ain't got surround sound speakers, and when I went to check, it was just, nah, stereo. Hmm. So it was like, shit was very quiet and far away and hard to hear. Okay. As a result, I did have the subtitles on when I watched this, but I, I think that's did. just a Disney Plus version. Okay. This movie is <laughs> utterly artless. <laughs> That's too bad. Every single movie making decision is the wrong one. Yeah. The pacing is awful. Yes. I mean, again, why are there two encounters where big, where big fish is eaten by a huge fish? I couldn't believe it. Again, I think I've blocked a lot of this movie out despite having seen it multiple times. When that happened the second time, when the second fish came out, I went, okay. So this is like that episode of Voyager where Jocko kept waking up and the moon was there. Yeah, I <laughs> misremembered it. I was sure he was going to say, there's always a bigger fish a second time. And sort of in a self-congratulatory way. Yeah. Like, um, the, like the guy on the British uh, Family Feud who kept guessing turkey. Exactly. <laughs> turkey! <laughs> We have to see 15 minutes of pod race prep and all three laps of the pod race. It's, it really is wild. They don't, I don't think they cut a single frame out of that race. I think we see it all in real time. We don't, there's no reason for the pod race to be three laps. But you got to take three runs um, avoiding those uh, snipers. <laughs> in the movie Rocky, do they show all 12 rounds of the no. fight? No, like the no. Middle, like the middle seven rounds are just a montage of people punching each other. <laughs> okay, well, we do get to see the entire pod race. We get to see whose pods stall at the beginning, the various ways every single named racer dies. Yep. We get to see the parade of all their flags during which a weird camel farts. Oh my god, I have that in my notes somewhere or something. I'm uh, like, really? Um, uh... So, again, the pacing is awful. The stakes are very unclear. Mm. This movie gets a lot of heat for being about trade disputes and that being boring. But it fucking goes out of its way 
not to explain anything no. about the underlying grievance or political situation. I have, when I was reading the parts from the crawl that I wanted to include, they all had a bunch of question marks after them because I don't yeah. understand any of it. None of it's explained. Uh, just about everything that happens in this movie happens by chance. Yeah. The slapstick comedy misses every single time. There's not one funny moment. Did kids like the, this movie? I don't know. Like, because we were already too grown. Yeah, I also don't know. I, I just someone with kids tell me: Do your kids like this dumb movie? Yeah. Do they like it when Jar Jar steps in poop and it makes the loudest poop splorch <laughs> sound ever on film? <laughs> he steps in the loudest poop. <laughs> Do they like it when his tongue gets yep. zapped in the engine part and, and then he can't talk gets, and his hands yeah. caught and that's all for nothing the pandering the introduction of r2d2 to nc3po c3po gets thanked and then cleaned by the queen it's like they they these are the two characters they're working in and these do an obi-wan and obi-wan's barely in the movie for real but we got to see C-3PO and R2-D2 meet. I guess uh, they must have promised you and McGregor that he was really going to get a beefier role in the next two. Well, I guess so, huh? he's not in this one. He's like Chewbacca in this one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the pandering is so thick on the ground that it must be insensible to people who didn't watch the first three movies over and over again. Mm-hmm. The music is still decent. Um... There are a few clunkers in here, but mostly the CGI holds up pretty well for 1999. I thought so too. Uh, like, don't like definitely don't watch the scenes when all the battle droids are walking people through that courtyard in oh, yeah. uh, in Theed. Like, their feet don't touch the ground, and it's very obvious. But other than that, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, Jar Jar, Watto, the Nemoidians mm. uh, somehow managed to all be. Racial caricatures. Yeah. That's not what George says. Uh, George says we're the racists for seeing that. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> but <know>. are we? <laughs> uh, and uh, Liam Neeson, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, all respected actors, and they cannot salvage the dialogue in this movie. It's tough. It is really tough. It's exactly tough. Um, I gave it a two. Yeah. Uh, we did not agree on premise, but we are in lockstep on execution. I gave it a two. Um, for one thing, what my take means is that the movie isn't about anything, which checks, that checks out. <laughs> uh, it's just a lot of plot, things that happen in order to, I guess, set up the next movie or two. Um, nothing is held up or examined and nobody learns any lessons. It's just this happened and then they got in trouble for a while and then they had a cool plan, and oh no, one of our heroes died, but hey, we won in the end. That's not a great use of anybody's time. Like, if you don't no. have anything to say, if you're just, if you're pot USA, you don't have any particular point of view, why do you do this for a living? What are you getting out of it? So, <clears throat> what's the name of that one? Lump. I saw you. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, Carlo the stripper straight from L.A. What the fuck is the name of that one? Cool. 
for a naked chick in a booth. Let's be pals. Anyway, that's the song that I think this is. <laughs> I actually that's like the that pot, song. That's the specific Pot USA song that this is. It's not uh, Bug City or like um, <laughs> Bull Weevil or something. Oh, it might be Bull Weevil. By the way, I had that song in my head all day like two weeks ago. And the whole day I was <laughs> mad about it because it's not about anything. <laughs> it is rough. <sighs> Anyway, why do you, why does George do this for a living? What does he get out of it? You can't tell from the movie what he's into other than things that I hate, certainly. Uh, jamming as much CGI under the screen as you can. Uh, making cool fart jokes. It's like, what is his passion? What does he want? Like, it reminds me of how Hack Avatar was. But at least yeah. that was about something. In fact, it was so obviously and basically <laughs> about something that it was made people sick. But like it had a it had a take. This one I just it's high tech nonsense. Um, okay, the Jedi Council is such an an immense disappointment. Imagine, isn't it really? Imagine if you were one of those power nerds from the seventies who got big into Star Wars, and you're told, like, man, this, fucking Yoda's so cool. Yeah, this, and this movie, you're told you see some behind the scenes thing before the movie's Obi Wan. He's kind of a rogue. This, this is going to be about the Jedi. We're going to get to see the Jedi in the olden days before they were all extinct or whatever. And we're gonna they're to... just fucking sitting in their chairs with frowns on their faces, <laughs> wait, rolling their eyes at everything. You wait 20 years or whatever to see this universe with this robust uh, Jedi order, and you get to the council like, scenes. Oh, the, hey, the leader of the Jedi? <laughs> Sam Jackson. And you're like, oh, man. That's I guess choice. that could be neat. Yeah, he's pretty crazy. That could be good. I have great performances. Yeah, no, it's no, just a bunch of assholes. He will not be trained. <laughs> sitting around and being kind of shitty. They never stand up. The only time any of the Jedi leave their seat in the entire film is uh, Yoda does a little bit of walk and talk, and then maybe in the end, him and Sam Jackson do a little bit of walk and talk. But the rest of uh, the they're movie... St they're standing around chatting during Qui-Gon's cremation. All they do is sit and look shitty. And... They keep telling our heroes that they're dummies. What was George it's like the, thinking? It's like the imagery of the Jedi Council is right. Like, it's perpetually sunset in there because this order is burning out. And it's... Yeah. And it, they sit there and they do nothing. But man, does it suck to watch. Yeah, it makes me hate the Jedi. It makes me go, oh, okay, the Jedi suck. Never mind. I I fantasized for years and years about how cool it would be to see the Jedi in their in their heyday. But no, it's, it sucks. It really sucks. Nah, it eats shit. Later on, Yoda's going to have a lightsaber. <sighs> yes. Uh, the pod scene. Very long. I did think it looks good. I don't oh, yeah. know if it's if they've kept tweaking it over time or what. Well, or this is watching for it. Speed Three, right? Yeah. Like, cars looked good in video games a long time ago. Now people still don't look good in video games. Yep. But like, go load up Red Dead Redemption Two, mm -hmm. and then think to yourself, well, cars looked this good in 1996. So, you mean Need for Speed Two? No, I mean oh. like, look at the people in Red oh, Dead yeah, Redemption yeah, yeah. Two, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. A recent mainstream semi-realistic looking game. Yes. And then and then just think, okay, <laughs> so 2018 versus 1996. So that's I think why the Padres still holds up because yeah. uh, 
and I again, I didn't know if any if it's been tweaked in any way, if there was anything about the Disney Plus version. But when I was watching it, I was like, this still looks pretty good. Yeah, I don't think they've messed with these as extensively. Uh, I think that they did some tweaking with some Yoda CGI in one of them, but okay. Uh, nobody needs my input on Jar Jar. Everyone has a million takes on Jar Jar. Uh, but all the racist stereotypes played out in these various alien races is a tough look for sure. We get no, I, we have no clue about the relationship between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And they're the heroes of the movie. The uh-huh. only emotion we see is after QJ. That's what I started calling him. After he dies. And Q- QJ for Qui-Gon Jinn? That's the only way I could remember what his name was. Okay. Yeah, there's like one or two scenes where Obi-Wan's like, if you would just not rock the boat, you'd be on the Jedi Council. Yeah, again, but we are being told about something that theoretically has been happening off screen somewhere, and neither of them shows any emotion in that scene. Even Obi-Wan in that scene, who's supposed to be apologizing for like running his mouth in the meeting, he doesn't have any emotion in that scene, and he didn't have any emotion in the scene where he was doing the thing he's apologizing for now. Um... So that whole relationship is a miss. I know Qui-Gon eats it at the end, so I guess it doesn't really matter, but... Uh, Kids shouldn't be in movies unless they're Dakota Fanning or maybe that little boy from Janeway's Hollow program. That is correct. This kid is not up to that standard. All that, are you an angel shit, that's not... None of that played. (laughs) That didn't play at all. The only character that I thought worked... And I mean character because I, th- I think you're right that all of the acting was pretty bad. The only character that works in the whole film is Amidala, and it's not, again, not because of the performance. She's just the only character who shows any brains or grit. <laughs> She's the, kind of the hero of the movie. Yeah, the whole film. Everyone else is kind of a real fucking dimwit. And um, so that was really it. Yeah, it's a two for me, too. It's not a very good movie. <laughs> but... It's the earliest chronological movie set in this universe, so must have done some world building, huh? Yes, there is world building here. Um, there are taxation issues in the Republic. The Republic has a Supreme Chancellor and some senators and shit. There's an anti- anti-slavery law. That's stuff we know about the Republic. Uh, the Trade Federation. This representative claims that this blockade is completely legal. <laughs> I'm not sure what the laws of the Republic are or, like, intergalactic space, but that seems like a wild claim. Yeah, I flew yeah. my ships here and I'm blockading this planet. It's 100% legal. They're going to get their trade franchise revoked if it's not, so... <laughs> this is a... This is their Major League Baseball of this universe. <laughs> That's right. Government-sanctioned monopoly. Um, There's a big control ship that makes all the robots go. Um... Naboo, they got a uh, young queen, Amidala. Her whole look is one of the few things they got right. I like A recently elected queen. Yes. Yeah, I say here later, it's also a democracy, so maybe it's just a title. Um, yeah. Her whole look is great. I like all of it, the crazy headdresses and robes and makeup and all of it. Um, they've got security volunteers, but no real military, probably because they're a part of this galactic republic. Yeah. Their, their security must be guaranteed by that body, maybe. Um, but also, she keeps guns in the armrest of her throne. So. 
also she has about six body doubles that follow her around and pretend to be her it's when it's dangerous it's certain times it seems like it's like a saddam level military regime Uh and sometimes they don't have any military this is the planet that palpatine is from and it kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of shit going on in that place um uh, there are societies both above and below the surface of this ocean or lake or whatever but as far as we can tell, it's maybe just like one big city for each society. I don't know. Uh, the role of the Jedi in this late Republic era. The, um, you know, they're sent here on this diplomatic mission. They can go to light speed with their feet. <laughs> the Jedi. <laughs> they definitely ran... 200 miles an hour. I mean, they really zipped out of that frame. Wait, someone will have done the math. How fast <laughs> can the Jedi travel? Do on foot. Why <laughs> gone and Obi-Wan run in episode 1. It's one of the few times I rewound a scene in this film because I thought I maybe saw it wrong. I want to know how fast they got <laughs> uh I love, by the way, that one of people also ask is, why didn't Obi-Wan use force speed? <laughs> yes, I'm glad that they other people saw that that happened early in the movie, but not late in the movie. Anyway, um, uh, Jedi hair and clothes are interesting. Um, sometimes in a bad way, because as we mentioned in episode four, Luke dressed that way because he was some kind of moisture farmer hick out in the middle of nowhere. But then when we go back here, they just... That's just how they look. Yeah, that's just how all the Jedi's look. Just how they do it. What a coincidence. Oh boy. Um, let's see. Uh, the droid army. Uh, Droidicas slash destroyers. These droids know about robot stereotypes, and they play with them when they feel like it. Like the one that goes, does not compute, or you're under arrest. And it's like, wow, they know how to make jokes about being a robot yeah they have a sense of humor it's dumb gunga city and the gungans under the sea where their city is theoretically hidden but they seem to be able to land a sizable army on the surface so i don't do they not have like an ocean defense force or they have both have the naboo ever bothered to learn how to fight underwater i don't know I mean, there's a listen. There's a question here that is not addressed at all, so it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to get into it. But did the Naboo conquer the surface and drive the Gungans underwater? Like, clearly they're amphibious, but yeah, it's a good. They question. have land animals down there with them. Yeah, do they just go up there every once in a while and steal them? And yeah, I don't know. Listen, no one's fucking done the math. No. How fast is Obi-Wan? Let's try that. <laughs> I don't know. Don't just take me to the four-speed wiki. I want to know how many miles per hour he goes in this goddamn movie. <laughs> in those frames, how fast is he traveling? God you're going to have to do it yourself, man. You're going to have to scale bar it, and you're going to have to figure this all out. Um, <clears throat> the quickest way to get get to the Naboo settlements... From Gunga City. Through the planet core. Through the planet's core where there's monsters. Um 
we already know Tatooine pretty well, but we see it again. The primary new cool bit about it is all the pod racing. Uh, it's apparently a big deal. Jabba the Hutt is even there to tell the drivers to start their engines and shit. So, uh, nobody seems that surprised by Darth Maul's arrival, despite the fact that we're told later the Sith have been gone for a thousand years or whatever. Qui-Gon doesn't even seem to care what this fucker is when he's in that, when he, like, gets on the ship and he's all huffing and puffing. But then when they get to the council, he tells them he thinks it's a Sith. And like you said, they initially go, no, it's not. They initially say, nah, though, it's not yeah. a Sith. That's well, dumb. there's been one for a thousand years. Yeah, it's very dumb. So it's obviously not that. You remember that fucking Japanese admiral who made them re-roll the dice in their war games before the yes. war with the U.S.? Because <laughs> there was like no way they could take hits like the dice were saying they were gonna. <laughs> Plant these fucking guys? Yeah, there was, there was no way the U.S. fleet could be there, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Plant these fucking guys in the council here, in the ground next to that Japanese guy. <laughs> because they are worthless. Hey, why the... Do you know how it doesn't really make sense in the beginning of First Contact when Janeway calls up and tells Picard to keep his fucking nose clean and stay out of this fight with the Borg because they don't trust him around the Borgs. And he's like, nah, but fuck it, we're going. Yeah. Uh, The Jedi Council just sends Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan back (laughs) to deal with this guy. Yep. Why not? Hey, send a whole squad. Yeah, this is if this guy's got a lightsaber and hey, everybody, get up off your chairs and go to Naboo. He fought a draw with a Jedi. Like maybe, yeah, maybe send some fucking force. Mace Windu's supposed to be the best fighter among all the Jedi. Send him. You want him to get up out of his seat? Ah, He likes that seat. It is pretty comfy. George told him he's not allowed to move. The sun's about to go down. He fucking loves it. (laughs) George told him he's not allowed to move in the frame because it's going to mess up what's happening with CGI Yoda or whatever. (laughs) Uh, We only have uh, we only have a four by eight sheet of plywood for you to stand (laughs) on where you can be in the shot. So don't get up and move around at all. Um. Anyway, later they say there's no doubt that he was a Sith. So at some point they come around on it. Um, and there are always two Sith, it seems. Yeah. Um, uh, the goings on with the Senate, the vote of no confidence, which again, Valorum is immediately sure he's lost. <laughs> just, just as soon as she calls for the vote, he sits down like his whole life is over. This fucking dude is late to the Congress every day because he can't drag his ass out of bed because he knows if someone calls for a vote of no confidence, it's over. That's right. He Every single day he wakes up thinking he's going to get fired. It finally happened. He thought he'd be relieved, but it was kind of a disappointment to him. Yeah. Turned out he did have feelings about it after all. Uh, eventually there's uh, Palpy's election to that position. Uh, I guess if your master dies, you don't have to face the trials? Because he I hadn't that... faced the trials yet, and then Qui-Gon dies, and then they're like, yeah, you're a master, and you get to have a bad one. They don't fucking go into it very much, but he did kill the only Sith in a thousand years, so <laughs> sure, yes. I, it feels like a battlefield promotion to me, but, uh, you know. It would be fair if they said those were his trials, for sure. <laughs> um, So there's a ton in this movie. I, I wouldn't even know how to feel about it. Like... <laughs> mostly the world building done in this movie is not bad it's, it's not there's a but there's, there's a, a lot of it and you know it's all going away in a minute and 
I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm saying I, I don't I wouldn't know before I saw the other two movies what was going to pay off and what was crazy nonsense. But I think everyone knew there were going to be three of these fuckers. Yeah. And, well, sure. You have to get to episode four, right? Like, yeah. So so there, there's reason to believe it's going to stick around. And because of that, I gave it a seven. Because, uh, only- hey, we're we're back in lockstep. I also did give it a seven. Okay. He. um yeah, the Republic, the Trade Federation, battle droids, Jedi utility belts with scuba gear and blood scanners, yeah. <clears throat> the Sith, midichlorians, the Senate, the Jedi Council, Jedi admission exams, the Sith rule of two, mm-hmm. Palpatine's accession to Chancellor. Um, characterization, though. Yeah. Qui-Gon is potentially interesting. Okay. Like... If you wrote out who Qui-Gon was on a piece of paper, you might be like, oh, I kind of want to meet that guy. He's a rogue Jedi who isn't on the council because he's he's real focused on the moment. He's not useful for their politics. Right. He's also a zealot of some kind. Well, he definitely espouses whatever the living force is. And he is 100% in on the prophecy. Oh, yeah. He He believes the prophecy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan seems to be uh, talented, but in this movie he's maybe not very serious. Yeah. Uh, Anakin's just like a nice little kid though. Yeah. Like, he he's just nice to people. That's kind of his thing. Padme is the right leader for her moment. She's able to make alliances. Um, of course Palpatine is the star of the prequel trilogies, and you get to see him playing both sides here even if it feels like he loses control of the scheme a little bit at the end right so that's all pretty good but jar jar binks is such a big mess uh yeah and he gets so much time think of how many animators had to work on that for how long well it's like look everyone go watch the red letter media review of this (laughs) they spend way more time on nitpicking every little thing they make them one million good points and they show a lot of clips from the behind the scenes of the making of this and you can see george lucas say you know jar jar is the key because he's (laughs) a funnier character than we've ever had so we need him to work and he just doesn't and the movie would be so much better off without him 100 percent, like He's a dupe in the third movie, right? The third movie or the second? In one of the upcoming movies, he grants... uh, He he acts in... uh, Uh, Amidala's... Amidala's place to propose some kind of sweeping amendments that give Palpatine more power, right? Emergency war powers or whatever. In this one, all he does is he takes people to see Boss Nass a couple of times he does that and then also he accidentally destroys a lot of robots yeah which doesn't matter because uh what's his name anakin was just about to wipe out the control ship accidentally so he's he really drags the characterization down even though some of the other characters i thought could have been interesting or at least weren't objectionable in any way uh i can't go higher than a four yeah, and we are once again unified. I had a four. Uh, mine, as always, are written in running order. So I have Obi-Wan is a racist who says about Jar Jar, what's this? 
Yes. Well, don't worry. Qui-Gon is too, Uh because he definitely says to him, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Uh And it's like, what's this galaxy? Yep. Uh... You guys got a lot of Jim Crow laws or something, huh? (laughs) Everyone's got to pass a poll tax and... That's right, exactly. Pay a poll tax and yeah, exactly. There's a lot of uh, ID laws and all kinds of shit. Um... He's like, I spake. And then Qui-Gon's like, well, it's speak, so you're <laughs> nothing. Fuck you. Uh, Obi-Wan thinks he's ready for the trials, whatever that entails, and he's pretty upset when his master eats it. Also, was he jealous of Anakin? There are times when in the council when what's-his-name's being like, well, I'll train, uh, I'll train this kid. And they're like, well, you already got one. And then he's just like, yeah, no, nah, it's cool. I'll train the kid. <laughs> And there are a couple times where they show Obi-Wan and I was like, if this movie was better, we'd be able to really tell how he felt about this. <laughs> it's true. Um, anyway, he agrees to train the kid after his master eats it. Um, again, Jar Jar is so clumsy, he was banished from his whole society. But because it's a kid's movie, he does a really good job with it later in the film. Um, Anakin's a boy genius who's already kind of an egomaniac. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Um, still, he does help the Jedi with their mission. Um, his mom is irresponsible as hell. Just saying, <laughs> my small child is right. The dangerous pod race is the only way we can help you near strangers. It's fucking crazy. I mean, at this point, Qui-Gon is revealed to be either a Jedi Knight mm. or someone who killed a Jedi Knight. An idea that he introduces for no reason. Maybe I killed one. Maybe I killed a Jedi and took his weapon. I wish they had a moment where he goes, no, that's too much. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I, Okay, I was just trying to encourage critical thinking. That's right. Not but this is a semantic is, point. Is that I have the surface. No one's However, interested in this. Yeah, no one cares. I'm not. I am a Jedi Knight. You are correct. I did not kill anyone. I mean, I've killed a lot of people. <laughs> And then okay. maybe he just slouches into his drink or something. Um, this is probably not the right dinner party to talk about the exercise of state power against the individual. But <laughs> yes, I have I have ended a number of lives, a many, considerable number. Actually. Many state sponsored executions have been done by me. Also, certain people in the galaxy have beliefs about the nature of artificial intelligence. And <laughs> just right. today, I I have destroyed a great number of. Droids capable of making jokes. That's right. Make of that what you will. I don't know what it says about their intelligence. You know it as well as I do. You're building a robot. You tell me, little boy. I do plan to meditate on it later. See what my feelings tell me. That's right. That's right. Always. Always consider your feelings. Yeah. Um, search Search your feelings. Anyway, the other kids around town think Annie is a fucking dork. <laughs> They all fucking laugh at him when he's well, building his pod. He's building a, a car. Yep. And he's got a robot that he also built. Yep. He's a dork. He's a dork for sure. Also, the only toy in his whole room is uh, that scoop that you throw a tennis ball with <laughs> for your dog to retrieve it. So, you know. Yeah. He's, does he do, Does he play with Watto like that? I'm probably one of those pit droids. Hit the Throw the, no! ball. Throw the ball, Annie! Uh, I'll bring the ball back this time! <laughs> uh, Annie, I saw you cock your arm, but where's the ball? Uh, the, he, the thing uh, where he, he didn't really throw it. 
I can't see the ball, Eddie. Is it a? Eddie, wh- why it do go- I fly everywhere? Did it it's go so into the junk pile? Is it in the junk pile, Eddie? Um, he's um. This kid's sad to leave his mom, but also nearly walked out the door without even thinking about it. Yeah. Like, he's most of the way gone before he goes, oh, wait a minute, what about my mom? And they gotta <laughs> yep. be like, nah, dude, she's still a slave. Listen, I get it, he's nine. He's um he's the greatest pilot in the galaxy, but also kind of by accident, like Jar Jar. Yeah. Um, Qui-Gon <clears throat> is extremely calm, but is also kind of an asshole, especially, as you mentioned, to Jar Jar. <laughs> um, we are told by Obi-Wan that Qui-Gon would be on the council already if he would just, like, keep his shit quiet and stay in line. <clears throat> but he's yeah, a man, zeal- get in there and get some real power and start making changes from within. That's right, use the system. But he's a zealot of some kind who believes this kid's the chosen one, whatever that means. Uh, anyway, he eats He it. does put his hand on Jar Jar's shoulder and tell him to relax, and Jar Jar passes out and wakes up cross-eyed and cross-eye-stalked. <laughs> yes, it's true. So, like, that's assault. I'm sorry. I think so. Oh, because he was a little freaked out? You get to just knock him out? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Amidala is brighter than Sidious says she is. Her fake queen scheme allows her to travel about and get into the thick of things, but it is dumb that she's out there fighting the droid army with her little pistol. Seems <laughs> yep. like an unnecessary risk. Watto looks really sad that he lost his bets, <clears throat> but maybe sadder about losing Anakin. Maybe like he was his little buddy? Listen... I mean, when we see Watto again in episode two, and he truly has lost everything, yeah, and he's got a garbage can lid on his head for a hat, <laughs> he is really excited to see Annie. And it, he does not start by saying, Annie, I used to own you. <laughs> right, yeah, that's definitely not you how You were my property. It. Yeah, I think he likes the little guy. He's like, little Annie? Yeah. And by the way, that garbage garbage can for garbage can lid for a hat thing definitely feels like a George note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's sad though, you know? Yeah, he had his little stamp and he stamped the design of Wada where he had a garbage can lid for a hat, and the animator was like, I drew that one as a joke. <laughs> That's right. That wasn't even supposed to be presented to him. I just thought it'd be cool if we did like I a, just thought Wada was trash. Oscar the Grouch kind of thing, but it's yeah. no, okay. Alright. Well, I mean we can do it. Uh, Yoda is a big fool presiding over the end of the entire Republic and the Jedi <laughs> Order. Uh, yeah, so just a four. Just a four for me. Oh, boy. Mm. All right, now for the second half of the podcast, quick hitters. <laughs> it's weird that you just said, oh, boy, because that's how these begin. <laughs> oh, boy. This guy's accent is wild right from the start. I was talking about the Trade Federation guy. Oh, new gun, right? Yeah. It is a lot to be greeted with to, for the movie to really just be getting started. Also, and, they chose to make these guys big puppet heads where the mouths are manipulated by radio control off screen and they fucking never match up with no. the dialogue. It's very distracting. Um, these Jedi have mystical powers and sense a lot of things, but never seem to pick up on this fake queen ruse. No, Qui-Gon... Like, I think there's a possible reading where Qui-Gon agrees to bring her along because he's figured out what's going on. However, I don't think that reading is supported. No, because then at the end, when she reveals herself, the two Jedi look at each other like, that's some woman. 
Yeah. <laughs> you see that? That was amazing. Not <laughs> like, ah, we knew it all along. Um, I, Sorry, did this kid say he was sold to Cardulo the Hutt? Gardula, but oh, okay. yeah, kind of Cardulo the Hutt. <laughs> is he Italian? What's happening? There was an is inter- Gardula like significantly less Italian? <laughs> I guess it's not, but except that there was an international grocer in Cambridge called Cardulos. <laughs> yeah. So I immediately went, wait a minute, what? Yes. <laughs> Cardulo the Hutt, the Sicilian Hutt. <laughs> uh, this is so wizard, Annie. Wow forgot that was the thing that happened in this movie uh fucking cgi camel did a fart <laughs> this is some film <laughs> yo i saw willow in this movie yeah he's at the pod race i was uh, kind of blown away i was like what the fuck's why he's he got the one frame they if you watch the movie these... for one frame yeah, if you watch these movies, you'll see like Anthony Daniels not in the CGO, uh, not in the uh, C3PO costume, and right, like everyone gets a little no makeup cameo. I mean, he's still got a little bit of makeup. He looks like he's a Waterworld character in this one for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, again, I already talked about how the pod race still looks good. Is Valorum? Is he a palpy puppet or just like a? a stooge just an unfortunate fool what's his deal i mean it feels like he is a well-meaning uh oh i think we can assume that the baseless accusations of corruption come straight from palpatine right yeah so he's he's not involved but, with palpy he's just a victim but who of palpy. who knows if palpatine helped him rise to power knowing he'd be a weak leader that he could supplant later i don't know it's never clear in the movies and I ain't reading any of them comic books. No, especially because uh, I don't know if they all count anymore. So Yeah, how much of this was set up in advance? Yeah. I shouldn't say it. I actually have read the novelization of this movie. I just don't remember. Okay. Uh, like you said, I thought Annie was going back to be a Jedi. So why does he go with the Queen when they get to Coruscant? It's like... What? Well, it's two things. It's like Qui-Gon didn't want him to be there. During when his he explained talk? about he how he was space Jesus, couldn't he wait in the like the other room? That would have been my guess. <laughs> but I also think Qui Gon thought, well, there's some women there; they'll take care of him. It's <laughs> probably right. He likes that handmaiden. Someone will take care of him. Yeah. Um, the Queen's guard says that the Federation army is much larger than we thought. Then he takes a beat and goes, "And much stronger too." <laughs> hey, man! No shit. Like, you just trying to be a doubter? Like, we figured it out from much larger. What was uh, the second part for? Uh, also, like you said, a very slow death for Qui-Gon. He gets run through, and then many minutes pass on screen before Maul is defeated, and then he gets to say his last words to Obi-Wan. I guess yeah, he just lay there the whole time. He falls out of the transporter, and his dad says goodbye to him, and then he just dies. <laughs> That's right. No just, visible injuries. I'm glad we just did that episode, so you could make that. Yeah, Enterprise like reference. Um, believe it or not, I mean, that's the only stuff I have on here that we haven't already covered, really. Cool, because I got a million? I don't know, 40 more things. Um, all right, let's start right up at the top when uh, the, the, the Gungans are about to poison those guys with gas, mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan turns to Qui-Gon and asks him this question. Is it in their nature to make us wait this long? 
Is it in their nature to make us wait this long? Yeah, these racial stereotypes that are in the it's other like room. It's like almost the first thing he says, and it is TNG season one level dialogue. <laughs> it's, it's very bad. Why would there be a battle droid corporal? Yes. Was he built as a corporal unit? Or did he like... Or fucking rank up? Successfully navigate a couple of promotion boards. It could be. Again, they're very intelligent. Hmm. Qui-Gon plunges his lightsaber into that door and his hand is like three millimeters away from red hot glowing metal yeah he gets it deep in there so that his hands and are like, right next to the I get open it that, wound on the door that, that somehow the lightsaber itself doesn't burn his hand seems like it should Yeah, but that melting metal that'll burn you if you get close you don't gotta touch it you don't have to actually touch it. The heat coming off of it will burn you pretty bad. Uh, maybe it's like the Mother of Dragons, and he can't. Oh, it's one of the Jedi can't. powers. Yeah, that's probably what it is. He has. He's he's a Jedi Targaryen because he's. Well, we've already seen him do a warp speed, so like he has yeah, powers. True. Uh, yeah, and I was, my next note, of course, the one and only use of Jedi super speed is in this dumb scene, and it's totally unnecessary. Yeah, you could just regularly run They away. could have just jumped to the side. Yep. These Nemoidians, mm. they speak English so poorly that it baffles me that they choose to use it with each other <laughs> when no one is around to watch. Why don't they speak their own language that they're good at? I don't know. I wish I knew. Why don't they speak Huddies like every other alien in this movie? Uh, C.O. Bibble is a real fucking quitter. <laughs> as soon as they're going to invade, he's like, well, there's nothing we can do. We might as well just give up. Now. I'm governor of this planet, but whatever. Why would the Trade Federation army be battle-hardened? What other wars have they been fighting? It's a good question because... Have these guys been getting away with this all over the fucking galaxy? This must be how they know that blockade's legal. Yeah, that's a good point. They must have had a bunch of other legal blockades. <laughs> yeah. But it does, it's hard to believe that these guys are battle-hardened because they seem our, like such our security, total dummies. Our, our security volunteers will be no match for a battle-hardened Federation army. What? <laughs> the fucking droids that go, Roger, Roger. Those guys? Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 you're under arrest. Um, I don't think Qui-Gon was even being chased by that tank. I think he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because it doesn't circle back around for him after he tackles Jar Jar. I don't, yeah, I don't think either of them were intentionally going to get run over. I think I don't think the tank could, driver could even see them. Yeah, I think we're just supposed to maybe think that they don't care what they're running over. They're just driving over all of this forest or whatever. Yeah, it did not seem like they were a target. Yeah, uh, and Obi-Wan's kind of a goon in the top half of this movie, huh? He thought the gas attack and killing all those droids was a real fucking hoot. And he sure is enjoying intimidating Jar Jar about how they'll stomp him and shatter his bones or whatever if they come back for him. <laughs> it's very violent. Um, Why did they give Jar Jar Binks Stephanie Tanner's catchphrase? <laughs> Twice times in this movie, he says, How wooed! <laughs> The first time I noticed it, the second time Katie noticed it. What about the time he said, you got it, dude? Did that, <laughs> that didn't register for you? <laughs> uh, no, but um, for sure, 
when when Qui-Gon has tricked Boss Nass into giving him a ship and they're about to walk off, Jar Jar says, almost under his breath, like he does not think oh, that Qui-Gon's going to help him. Any help here would be hot. <laughs> and then the two idiots stop and then they, you know, trick him into appointing Jar Jar as their navigator or whatever. But like, <laughs> any help here would, would be hot. Be hot. That's, that's a good way to say that. When... When Qui-Gon tells Boss Nass that Jar Jar owes him a life debt, mm. Boss Nass says, Yusa having live play with this and hissing. That sounded and gross. Live play definitely makes it seem like Jar Jar's <laughs> life debt to Qui-Gon is a kink. It's, it's definitely a sex thing, for sure. It's a kink, for sure. And that's why Boss Nass is so disgusted, because <laughs> with this Jedi? That's right. It's fucking does he even fuck? Yeah, who knows what they do. Oh, yeah, live. I do remember when he said live played out. No, wait, no. <laughs> How come Jar Jar doesn't go, oh, you said nothing like you that. Sir, you sir have a live play with this and hissing? <laughs> Jar Jar should do, object. That's not, come on. <laughs> it's not like that. I, uh... It's an actual religious thing we do. <laughs> yeah. uh, somebody has to explain to me uh, why I can't have the things I want. What's that? No, just like Napoleon said. Oh yeah, just just like my neighbor Napoleon said. P- someone got to explain to me why I ain't got shit. Yeah. Um. Explain to me how Naboo has no army, hmm. but they have an elaborate system of identical decoy handmaidens. Yes. What the fuck has been happening on Naboo that they have Saddam Hussein style body doubles for a fourteen year old queen? <laughs> yep. Like, this is really this planet must really be the fall of rome right like it's gotten elaborate there hey we elect our queen she's 14 yes and we found six girls who look like her and they're her handmaidens now and maybe they'll die yep and some of them pretend to be her some of the time but it's cool though everyone's safe because there are guns in the throne it's gonna be all right if she needs to she can fucking cock one and blast somebody (laughs) exactly the fuck's happening oh yeah she's about to make some bodies turn cold uh, that's right the blockade may or may not be legal it's up for debate but okay. it is a real shitty blockade did they not count on a ship having shields <laughs> it's true that the one ship that tries to get through does pretty good it does uh, they do get they are successful they do successfully get through and not because anyone uses the force because it's not being piloted by a jedi or anakin it's fucking rick olier yeah all, they just got the right droid that's all yeah, just a well-put-together droid managed to fix the shield generator, which was in- damaged while the shields were up, so that don't make no sense either, but I don't... Uh, I it can't. happens in Star Trek, too. I can't even with it. Yeah. Nothing about this scene where the decoy queen sends a Padme to clean up R2-D2 makes a lick of damn sense. How did she know she wanted to do that? Because she wanted to do that, right? Otherwise, how does this make sense? It only makes sense if that's what the queen wants to do, and somehow she's communicated that. Somehow she's let the handmaiden know that she wants to spend a little time down there, and, yeah. you know, hey, maybe cleaning up that droid would be a good pretense so I can go down and talk to this fucking Gungan and whatever. Yeah, because otherwise, how does the lady know to go? Because uh, otherwise, she did send the queen to go clean the fucking droid. Maybe when you are pretending to be queen, you have certain privileges over the queen. So I w- Look, the society's the crazy. The scene would have been better if halfway out the door you heard Rick Olia go, the droid doesn't need cleaning. He's fine. The droid's self-cleaning. That's right. 
<laughs> have you seen him? He's got like a little, he, he pops out a little uh, fucking windshield wiper and he just wipes himself down. It's totally cool. Uh, Watto consistently uses the pronoun the with Qui-Gon. Is it just with Qui-Gon? Uh, as far as I know, the won't find any other Nubian hyperdrives oh. around here. Just over and over again. And it's like, why? He must know who, he's... Who taught him the? He must know he's the shit. You gotta say the when you're talking to this dude. That's informal. Anyway. Weird. How many non-Jedi are trying mind tricks on Watto in his fucking day-to-day life that when Qui-Gon Jinn tries and fails to do a mind trick on him, he just says... Who do you think you are, some kind of Jedi? I'm a Toydarian. Mind tricks don't work on me. Wait a minute. But then he also doesn't realize he is a Jedi. Wait so a minute. Like... Hey, has people been have people been trying that? Yeah, I guess. Why would a... anyone try that if they has it ever worked? As a small time parts dealer, I guess you see it out. You see it all. Someone comes into your store, they want an expensive part, and they just start. They waving wave their, their hand around. at you like they're some kind of Jedi. <laughs> But don't worry, they've never turned out to be really Jedi. I'm not suspicious <laughs> about it at all. You're not actually a Jedi. You're just doing that thing. Why would someone who wasn't a Jedi try that trick? Yeah. Uh, Qui-Gon tells them... Uh, Obi-Wan tells them not to respond to the transmission they get from Naboo. Qui-Gon tells them not to respond to the transmission from Naboo. But I guess somebody must have, huh? Because the next scene, Sidious is like... Or Darth Maul's all, We trace the transmission to Naboo. Who, or to, to Tatooine. Who the fuck? Yep. Who was like, nah, I do want to talk to him, though. I do want to talk to C.O. Bibble. Was it Panaka? <laughs> Is it just like there was a read receipt and that was enough? Did, they, did it uh, register as read on Tatooine? Read on Tatooine. <laughs> anyway, if it was, if that was how they were going to trace them, I don't think you needed the scenes of them telling them, don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If the Sith have been gone for a millennium, who has been killing Jedi that makes Qui-Gon so wistful about it when Anakin says nobody could kill a Jedi? And then he's like, oh, would that that were true. We've been dropping like flies. I'm not to these uh, combat droids or even the destroyers. These guys are trash, but, uh, <laughs> you know, smugglers and pirates and stuff, oh, they kill Jedi like nobody's fucking business. Would you be Who's been killing them? If this sh- shitty Jedi council had ordered Qui-Gon to kill Jedi before? <laughs> probably they're like that guy's getting out of line go kill him <laughs> um turns out qui-gon is a real end communications without saying goodbye type oh the guy that you see on tv and in movies yeah 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 yeah. because <laughs> he's like there's something about this boy and then he just puts the big lady bick razor that he's using to talk to obi-wan with back in his belt you never see this and it's like how long going, was obi-wan sitting there going uh-huh. all not, right i'm not even gonna interrupt him he's my master okay I'm just gonna wait. He's gonna think about it. No, no. He, he sometimes he's still there. He does. You no, know, I've been told a lot of times the best thing you can do is to let someone think it out and not try to finish their sentences. So I'm just gonna sit. And then someone walks in and he goes, "I'm on the phone." Yeah. Does Shmi think there's no father because no one ever bothered to give a slave the talk? Uh, yeah. She doesn't know how babies are made. She thinks you have to be married, maybe. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up because it's I... like that's like that Fry and Laurie sketch. Where the man refuses to admit that he's had intercourse with his wife. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I'm glad you brought this up because I was thinking a lot about it. And it seems like 
Like we're supposed to think it's this fucking it's that's whatever Qui Gon means by there's a vergence in the Force mm-hmm. or whatever. It seems like here are a couple of things that could have happened. One, she's blocked out a trauma. <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody roofied her. Or yeah, don't whatever. think about it a lot. She's yeah. a slave. She yep. probably doesn't have a lot of autonomy. Yeah. So she's blocked something out. She doesn't want to believe something happened. Two, um, maybe nobody did a sex on her. Maybe she is part of genetic experimentation of some kind or some other kind of medical experiment where someone some took a bunch of, of midichlorians and just jammed them all up into Genova her. Genova clone. Yeah, right. And maybe Anakin is Sephiroth. <laughs> Why are you finishing my theory for me? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I was really proud of that. It's a good theory. Um, he does lose his shit when she's in trouble. Yeah. And everyone keeps talking about how they saw a guy with a black cloak come by come through here the other day. Um, because otherwise, what the fuck is she talking about? Oh, and Qui-Gon does not interrogate it at all. No. She's like, there was no father, and he's like, aha! I knew it. My religion is true! <laughs> yes, he's very eager to believe this whole thing. <laughs> um, Qui-Gon's deal with Watto is so convoluted uh-huh. that I'm surprised that all the race paperwork got done and submitted. Yeah. Like, Watto had to walk away with that with enough understanding of what was happening to fill out some forms, right? There's like two, there's they have two separate scenes too because he has to come back later and do the second bet about getting the kid too and each scene is convoluted and it's not even that Watto's fucking loaded die is about whether or not he's going to get to take Anakin it's about whether he's going to get to take Anakin or his mom yeah like he's like well I definitely can lose one (laughs) but never two Uh, you can two slaves uh what are you Gradulo the hut? <laughs> um, whose flag do you think Anakin is flying under? I did look at all of them. Does flags. he have his own flag? I paused and looked at all of the flags. <laughs> like busted ass C three PO is out there flying yep. a white flag with something on it for Anakin, and I'm just like. Did Anakin make that flag? Yeah, is did. that Watto's flag? What fucking flag is that? It's true. Who is he representing? He's been a pilot. Who's sponsoring? Who's the sponsor on the? It's not DuPont. <laughs> no. Who's sponsoring this car? Yeah, he, look, he's been a pilot all his life, and he's clearly got sponsorship. He's got it all hooked up. Um, but I believe Watto is who got him into the race, so maybe that's Watto's flag. Maybe it is his representation. Yeah. Uh, Katie asked me when we were watching it if all of these other pilots died and um, watching closely the only one they take care to show you living is Sebulba right all of the others might be dead I mean I think that's the point of the pod race again there are snipers yeah on the track yeah and man there there can't be anything like the feeling of standing in the winner's circle hearing the crowd go ooh ah Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Kumite, kumite. Yeah, what is the deal with that? Explain to me why the Jedi have this test that they give to Anakin. Do they... Do they ask infants how they're feeling when they bring a fresh baby in there? Yeah, because he's too old. You have to have someone who can describe whether they're seeing a ship or a speeder... 
and prove to Yoda's satisfaction that they're fearless and they're not going to lead to suffering. Uh, they have a procedure. This procedure is for specifically for admitting older Padawans. And they're just failing Anakin here because they have beef with Qui-Gon. That's what right? I'm saying. There's no way it makes sense that they'd give those tests to someone who's younger than that kid. Yeah. Like, he's just about as young as could take that test. He doesn't even really understand their questions when they start talking about feelings. Yeah. He's just like, I don't know. It's like, I, live I, on, know. I live on a desert Ki- planet, so it's Ki- cold. Mundi has to tell him, you're half human, Anakin. <laughs> the computer knows, knows that. that, yes. Yeah. Uh, I do not understand the question, Mother. <clears throat> I had forgotten the little detail that midichlorians are responsible for all life. They really are the building blocks of life. I have actually read that. I was um, I was taking a look at Marjan's grant uh, this afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your grant proposal about midichlorians. Yeah, it's in some of the background. There's some stuff about <laughs> midichlorians in there. And about be, them be really being the building blocks of life. But doesn't that make it even weirder that different people have different amounts of them? Some people are less alive. Like, doesn't it seem like there must be one midichlorian per cell? I mean, boy. That's how mitochondria work, right? Like, I was going to say I wish we got that level of detail, but I'm really glad we didn't get that level of detail. Different people don't have different amounts of mitochondria, do they? (laughs) Wait, is that not how it works? I did not do life sciences, really, but that doesn't feel right to me. That's not like when that episode where um, Jon Stewart and uh, Andy Dick were twins in news radio and... and (laughs) Beth suggests that maybe one of them got more DNA or something. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not what you're talking about? <laughs> I think maybe that's maybe that's the explanation for that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Midichlorians, huh? It's a real huh. It's, it's super cool that the Gungans are happy to be cannon fodder in this fight for this queen. Well, Boss Nast heard the words he wanted to hear, and it doesn't really matter what any of the other Gungans think. I guess Qui-Gon did have like 15 minutes to think about his death and learn how to commune with the Force. Is that it what he figured se- it out? It doesn't seem like a lot, but Vader does it in seconds later on, so who cares? I assume Vader had learned it before he died, but Qui-Gon invents it, but like, I don't think... Yeah, who taught it to Vader? <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I've never understood how he invented it after death, but like... Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's going to be a real puzzler at the end of the third movie in yeah. two months. Um, James Bond style everyone wins by accident and coincidence here only Obi-Wan legitimately wins his fight and it's even then it's weird how Maul suddenly freezes up he freezes up almost in a way that Obi-Wan will in the future yeah and just takes one except yeah. Obi-Wan doesn't kick at his rope you know why because <laughs> he doesn't disappear yeah no he just falls in half down his shaft he just, he just gets cut in half and falls uh, no one even tries to explain why the council reverses its decision on Anakin. No. Did, did Jedi get a last wish or something and they have to honor Qui-Gon's? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, no, to me it definitely felt like they were like, well, we're down one Jedi, so okay. It's fine. Because we're like mid-season, it's going to be a few months before the next class comes in. <laughs> so like, it's okay, you can just take his seat. Oh, yeah, there's an opening in this year's class, so That's you'll be behind, <laughs> but... <laughs> don't don't fall behind and because you had to hear the ceremonial rhythms of the yeah the algolian ceremonial yes. rhythms yeah. uh and finally why did yoda and pink yoda mm. stick around for this dumb parade they can't possibly care about the battle of naboo 
Uh, my only guess is that they're going to claim it in the press as some kind of great Jedi victory. They just want to be in the picture when Boss Nass holds up that And orb. says peace. And says peace. Yeah, there's definitely some political points that are going to be scored off of this thing, I think. I gave best actor to Palpatine and worst actor to Jar Jar. Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, does Jar Jar, what Jar Jar is doing, does that even count as acting? Who knows? Yeah. So, I give this a 20. Not bad. When you add when you add it all up, it's actually a point higher than I gave Return of the Jedi. That's interesting. Return of the Jedi was hurt by also having weak execution and not doing very much world building. Yeah, and I think uh, had a muddier premise for me. Uh, you gave this one sixteen though, so with a score of thirty six, it is in last place currently, yes. behind Jedi at thirty eight. Empire at 42, and uh, New Hope at 53. Yeah, we were nearly identical on those first three. We were one point different on A New Hope and identical in total score on Empire and Return of the Jedi. That is true. Um, so this was the, this is the farthest we've been apart on the Star Wars movies yet. And it was all from premise. Uh, yeah, and um, you have never scored a premise higher than me so far in these four. So yeah. I'm generally giving them better scores on premise, and you are generally giving them better scores on execution. And in each of the films, I've had a premise that would score more points, but I didn't feel I could give them credit for it. Yeah, uh, yeah so we've done another one of these. Uh, one more after three other weeks. We'll get back to episode <laughs> two. The clone. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. There it is. Yeah. Uh, and that means next week... Uh, next week's the Star Trek week. Star Treks. Yeah, uh, week 86. So, uh, Ben, I know there was some confusion about whether it was this week or next. Uh, I hope you were happy to learn you had another whole week. Yeah. Ye- the episodes we are watching for week 86 are Devil's Due. Yeah. Ardra. Bar Association. That's less exciting, but Okay. The Killing Game Part 2. That's, that's extremely not exciting. It's not exciting. <laughs> it's not exciting at all. And Observer Effect. Also doesn't sound exciting. Yeah. I mean, if you were to come up with the name of an episode that was going to make people yawn, that's a good candidate right there. Well, that's what we're watching for next week. Week after that, Mailbag, probably do the second half of round one of the Billy Joel bracket. Mm-hmm. Then another Star Trek and then Star War. That's right. So Some point in mail. there, one of us will die. Probably. So. Stop, stop dropping those hints. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's going to start to freak people out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, send us mail, everybody, so Judah doesn't do the deed. Um, that's <laughs> at Brother Date on the Twitter machine. That'll save you, right, if we get enough mail? Everybody yeah, clap. Definitely. Every, if you clap, Judah will be okay. Um, <laughs> you can send uh, email to brothers at brotherdate.com. Uh, check out brotherdate.com. The, the Billy Joel bracket, that's, it's up there. So when it there's is. movement on that, you get you get to see it. Well, not only that, but the whole first half is, uh, the full first round is already filled out. So you can, you can even do a sneak peek. Yeah, it's like spoilers. Um, is Lobot up there? There's probably no reason for Lobot to be up there, huh? I don't think I've linked Lobot there yet. But Lobot is Landrew for Star Wars. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, iTunes, um, podcatchers that catch uh, iTunes pods. That's normally what I say. And uh, hey, man, this was really wizard. I appreciate it. Extremely wizard. 
just someone with kids tell me do your kids like this dumb movie (laughs) do they like it when jar jar steps in poop and it makes the loudest poop splorch (laughs) sound ever on film (laughs) 